The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And I have with me Paul Roselli, who is the executive producer for Director of These Three Words, a documentary feature about five individuals facing brain cancer, finding hope, love, and life. And Paul Roselli is a documentary filmmaker in Rhode Island. He's produced and worked on films for a host of organizations and networks like the BBC, the History Channel, and the Learning Channel, as well as others. And this documentary, again, is called These Three Words, You Have Cancer. Welcome, Paul. Welcome. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Patricia. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, explain how you decided to create this. What was the need and how you went about it? Sure. So almost uh, about eight years ago, um, a friend of mine who, um, who was in the film told me about the story, told me about his story, about his struggles and his uh, treatment when it comes to something called brain cancer. I, I had never heard of the uh, of what this 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 whole idea of brain cancer. What's that about? I never understood what that meant. And and he told me his story, and and it was um, a fascinating story. It was uh, full of intrigue. Uh, it was full of uh, uh, what ifs, and uh, the, it was uh, just by happenstance that things happened the way they happened. And um, uh, we were both working on a, another film at the time, and, and like good filmmakers, we, we took that story and put it aside, and and we, uh, we tried to complete the task at hand. And then about a year later, I asked him to tell me that story again, and and it was then that I that I thought that well, it's 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 got to be a story that that people all over the world need to hear. Uh, yeah, the idea of brain cancer uh, for him was well. Uh, let's put it this way: it, it, it's not that it's not your typical cancer. I know there, there's no such thing as typical typical cancer, but this is one that's rarely looked at by the medical industry. Uh, rarely is um, uh, are there any new developments in treatments or drugs. And the prognosis uh, for anyone with any type of brain cancer is not very good. Yeah. So it was then that I decided, and we, he and I decided, that, uh, that, that I would tell his story to a much wider audience. 
And in the process, I found four other individuals with equally compelling stories. And I've been following most of those people for at least three years, some some five years in the case of my friend. So, so basically you... seven years. Wow. So you found these folks and you found them through people and they were willing to t- tell their stories and you've kind of, you know, kind of followed them historically to see what their progress has been and what their life that, has been that, like. That, that's correct. I mean, in, in short, that that's correct. Not only historically, but, but what's happened to them in terms of their interaction with the medical industry, and and it's 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 been a it's been one of of a hit or miss. Uh, there's yeah. uh, we, we can certainly talk about this, but it's it's been one of of a of a, a roller coaster ride for all all of them. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I I think my question would be, what do you think has kept these people going? Would they say it was family? Would they say it was support? Would they say they just wanted to keep living? Would they say it was a child? I mean, did you hear all of that or different things with different people? Yeah, that's a good question. So, so what keeps them going uh, with when the, when the initial prognosis is... Um, uh, so, so the initial prognosis with any type of... Uh, with most types of brain cancer, and there are lots of different ones, uh, the one that's most devastating is stage four glioblastoma, what they call a GBM. Mm. And uh, a GBM is a very aggressive uh, type of, of cancer uh, that usually uh, exists somewhere in the brain or the spinal cord. Uh, uh, it's, it's exceedingly or extremely resistant to most, if not all, types of medication and treatment. And no matter what you do, it comes back. So, so in my in my friend's case, uh, there were two surgeries, um, and he's been on a chemo, a, a, a drug, a, a, a chemo drug for for nearly eight years, and that means um, uh, the current treatment is five days on and twenty five days off for eight years, and he's the, the one of the longest survivors, if not the longest survivor in the world when it comes to using this particular drug. What mm-hmm. keeps them going? It's, it's, it's a hope, love, and life. And that's, that's, where the, um, that's where the tagline of these three words came about or came from, from interviews with, with these folks. It was just the hope of a cure. It was the love of friends, and it was the clinging to life. And that's, that's what kept them, that's what keeps them going. Uh, friends, love of life. What about, Paul, what about the quality of life? Um, obviously that changed. How were they able to, you know, maintain that to the best of their ability? Well, uh, it, it's, it's interesting about quality of life. So we, we think, and with, with any terminal disease, and, and this is certainly high up there when it comes to terminal diseases, and I don't, I don't mean to be morbid about it, but the reality is that when something like this is diagnosed and, and uh, you get the diagnosis, you also get the, the statistics associated with it. So the statistics for, a, for surviving a GBM are less than 2%. And you look at all the other types of terminal disease and cancers and and a host of other things that us us humans go through. Uh, less than two percent is not very good. 
um, when it comes to uh, terminal diseases. Uh, breast cancer, colon cancer, lung cancer uh, have higher have higher rates of survival and also higher rates of uh, of everything else, of research, new drugs, treatment centers, everything else. So when you get a diagnosis of a GBM, for example, a glioblastoma multiform, what you're getting is is a is uh, the the clock is ticking and the clock is ticking very very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tr- not trying to be morbid, but the reality yeah. is for many yeah. people that that it's a yeah. uh, the 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 quality of life actually is is not too bad uh, mm. initially because the um, you have to understand that that tumors tumors don't show themselves rapidly. Uh, this is not something that you wake up one day and say, oh, I must have a tumor, or I must have this, or I must have that. It's usually a result of something, a bump on the head, uh, cognitive abilities start to yeah. diminish. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have a slight stroke or a seizure, and then there's an MRI, and then all of a sudden uh, the MRI reveals a golf ball size, or in the case of my friend, uh, close to a baseball-sized tumor inside your head. And that that's what, that's what, that is typical of of what happens uh, in terms of, where the, of when the diagnosis takes place. Mm-hmm. But from for many of these people, that that tumor has been in there since childhood, yeah, in there for for a very yeah. very long time, and hasn't mm-hmm. revealed itself till till some people are in their thirties, forties, or fifties. All right. Well, we've got about four minutes to break, and then we're going to come back. But see if you can talk a little bit before the break about the cost, you know, the, the insurance costs and what people go through financially with this, how that works. Sure, sure. So so for anyone that survived this, and and doesn't matter your, your social status or your uh, financial income at, at, at the point of diagnosis, but not one of us can afford any of this. Uh, this is this is millions and millions of dollars per year in terms of drug cost, treatment, doctors' visits, MRIs, all the all the normal things associated with the, with the disease. This is this is one of the worst of the worst, if not the worst, mm. in terms of financial uh, impact on mm. the individual and certainly on the family. And I, I can certainly talk about um, so so the types of drugs that are used and how how long they've been around. But but these these drugs are still after after almost thirty years of of these drugs being around, same drug around for about thirty years. Still, their cost is is incredibly high. We're talking about mm-hmm. thousands of dollars per mm-hmm. individual pill. That it, that is covered or not covered by insurance. Uh, great question. Uh, you know, it's it's those two words or three words. It all depends. It yeah, all depends yeah. on the time of it's, diagnosis. Yeah, it all, yeah. all depends on yeah. on uh, your medical uh, coverage. Yeah. It all yeah. depends. Many many of these folks have to go on full disability, and then mm-hmm. Medicaid kicks in. Yeah, uh, Medicare kicks in rather, and yeah. Medicare it, it's our tax dollars at work. Medicare mm-hmm. foots the bill. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. How can people find the website? Is it these three words, film.com? 
That's right. It's uh, these three words, all, all, all one word. These three words, film. Dot com. And yep. what are the three words? It's not all. It all depends. <laughs> it's uh, well, the the three words are uh, you have cancer, but for the mm. film, the three words are hope, love, and life. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. All right, um, we're going to take a break, and people can log on to these three words film dot com, and they can also write to you, Paul, at these three words film dot com. When we come back, we'll talk more about. You know, what the process is with patients in terms of attitudes, acceptance of the risk, you know, what happens after the diagnosis and how they accept it and maybe some stories, you know, of family members as well. There was also a major article in Time magazine that just came out that Paul will discuss as well. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Paul Roselli right after the break. Stay tuned. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you experiencing a relationship or a relation slip? Without the carefully measured balance of spirit and ego, it might not be what you want it to be. On Relation Slips with Dr. Bobby Summer and Lori Lynn Mann, we'll explore relationships from two unique ends of the spectrum. In addition, we'll have amazing guests, both experts and celebrities, and we'll hear from you too. Relation Slips can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. can you find on get real radio well quite honestly who you really are join host james robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests you'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of it will educate titillate and enlighten your mind Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on America's Voice, which is voiceamerica.com. My guest is Paul Grizzelli. He's the executive producer and director for the documentary feature film, These Three Words, a documentary feature about five individuals facing brain cancer, finding hope, love, and life. And Paul Roselli is a filmmaker in Rhode Island. He's worked and produced films for a host of organizations and networks like the BBC, the History Channel, the Learning Channel. 
And again, this is a documentary film called These Three Words. Welcome back, Paul. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Okay. All right. Tell us about the article in Time magazine. So the article is called The Cancer Gap. And it, um, it, it, uh, it illustrates and talks about two individuals. Uh, just came out. Uh, the uh, the uh, the article is by a by a Time magazine uh, author, uh, Alice Park. It just came out on March nineteenth. It's probably going to hit the newsstands around. Well, it, sh- it should be out now uh, this week or or um, or uh, the early part of this week or, or early early uh, the or later part of this week should hit the newsstands. Uh, the idea is that um, there's there's a gap. There's there's a big gap between those who survive and those who don't. And it's a product of, of uh, uh, treatments um, that have been around since uh, the early 90s. Um, you have to remember that most of the drugs when it comes to uh, brain cancer have been around since some of them uh, were started around 1970 and then they became uh, drugs for trial uh, for, uh, for, for for clinical trials around 1990s, around the early part of the 1990s. Those drugs are still in place today. Uh, the, the drug is called Temidor. It was originally called Temozolomide. Uh, it may have some other names, but uh, but essentially it's either Temidor or Temidal or uh, maybe spelled differently in, in Europe or the United States, but it's the same pretty much the same drug. And the treatment for, the, for brain cancer has been around since early 1990s, after the first couple of clinical trials in England, Italy, and, and the U.S. And that is, you've, you take the drug, it's, you take it for five days on, and, and somewhere between 20 and 25 days off, and then you get back on the drug. And It's a chemo, chemo drug um, um, uh, that's taking, taken orally. And that's the treatment. That's it. Mm. No exceptions. Very rarely uh, is there another drug, and another drug comes into play when when this first drug doesn't work. But for the most part, that's it. What the Time magazine tough drugs. Uh, they're they're not they're they're very they're very very strong drugs, right? It's a poison. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. It's a well, actually, it's not a poison, but it but it helps to open up the tumor to other kinds of um, uh, be influenced by other things like antibodies within the, within the, uh, uh, within the body. So the body can counteract, can, can help go in and, and start uh, 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 eliminating this, this, this tumor. Uh, the, the drug is not the only, the, the temidor, the temozolomide is not the only thing that's in that particular pill. There's, there are some other poisons that go in there. Uh, it, it, it'll, it allows that, or it, it forces the tumor to accept these other types of antibodies or poisons, and it tries to kill the tumor. And in some cases, it does a very good job, and in most cases, it does not. Remember, the survival rate is only 2%. So the current treatment will only, only give those folks a 2% chance of survival. That's the current treatment. What the... What the article in the, in the Time magazine uh, talks about is alternative types of treatments. 
However, we, we, we can't think of alternative as being wacky or being out of the realm of possibility. These are, these are known tools that have been used successfully by many who have terminal diseases. But doctors are hamstrung. They, they can't, they're not allowed to use these because the medical, the AMA or some of the other associations con- concerned with with making sure doctors are ethical and and uh, do no harm and all that, all of that, aren't allowed to use these, and the insurance companies will not pay for their use. So they're not a a bona fide clinical trial approved type of of drug regimen for these folks for these folks who have GBMs, but they're out there. there there's a there's a wonderful film. And your your listeners should should um, should log on to and try to find this phone call survivingterminalcancer.com survivingterminalcancer.com and and that movie um, highlights three individuals who have done the alternative route and make sure you put the word alternative in quotes they have done the alternative route and they're they're still around. In some cases, two years, three years, four years, five years later, mm. so, they're, so they're surviving. You know, there is nothing wrong with doctors or the or the medical profession, and now I'll, I'll be the first one to to praise their their successes and and uh, uh, their bedside manner and everything else. But what is lacking, what we're finding in, in both the film and and the Time Magazine article. Uh, that that will illustrate it even even more more succinctly. What we're finding in the film and our research is that the current regimen just doesn't work for ninety eight percent of the people. It just doesn't work. So, you know, let me ask you, uh, uh, Patricia, and some of your your readers. Let me put you in in their shoes. You're faced with a terminal disease and and someone presents you a treatment and says, here's the treatment, of, here's, here's what we subscribe, here's, here's what mm. we're going to do. However, mm. uh, oh, by the way, it's going to cost millions of dollars. Mm. Uh, you're going to have to, you might have to be on this drug for the rest of your life if you mm. survive. And, oh, by the way, there's only a 2% chance of you surviving any longer mm. than eight, eight, 8 to 18 yeah. months. Well, I've, I've known people with things like this, and I would say that for me personally... Um, with everything uh, that I know and I've been through with other people, I would try alternatives first. I would feel that I would have nothing to lose with trying alternatives first. So I would do that. I would try whether it was um, acupuncture or herbs or uh, different kinds of modalities before I went to the drugs. That would yeah. be me. Um, yeah. That that's where I would be. But again, thank you, God, I'm not in that position to even have to make that decision. Thank you. But that's yeah. probably what I'm thinking. But yeah. I'm not there. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm not there either. And and I've I've talked with people from all over the world who have GBMs and have have listened to their stories and and have realized that that we're not doing them justice. Where we we as consumers of of of, um, of the medical industry of of the, the 
practices and procedures of the medical industry, we're, we're, not, we're not asking enough or often enough. We're not asking often enough to, to make sure that these alternative means make, or modalities yeah, are Make your life livable. Yeah, I mean, you know, how are you going to live? Are you going to live in pain all the time or sick all the time because of the drug? We have to look at yeah. that. All right, we've got a few minutes left. So, Paul, let's, uh, let's uh, try to bring this up a little bit, meaning where's the hope? Where, I mean, you're, you know, you're sure. saying this is about finding hope, love, and life. So talk about where people have found that. Sure. So, so let me tell you about the hope. Good. And for many of your listeners, for you and many of your listeners may find this a little strange, but but, and I'm no, I'm no medical, I'm no doctor, and please, I'm, you know, my, my disclaimer is that, that don't use this um, as, a, as medical advice. But this is what we have found in our experience over the past five years of working on these three words. It all depends on diet. It uh, seems like a plant-based diet seems to be the way to go for many terminal uh, cancer survivors that when they get they get on a total plant-based or what they call a vegan diet, that their chances of survival are better. Uh, reducing stress is, um, is another a modality, something you, you should be able to do by, and you can do it through meditation, yoga, um, joining a support group, but some way of, of, of reducing stress. And the last one is probably the most difficult to control or, or take charge of, and that's location. Where do you live? If you're living in an area with a high concentration of heavy metals or, or industry or a former Navy or military base, maybe PCBs, or there's a lot of other types of toxic chemicals around, those might be aggravating the, the cancer. So it can't it can't be cured or it can't be diminished. The, the body's an amazing thing, we found out, too. And with a little bit of help, uh, you can survive a lot longer than eight, eight or 18 months. And your quality of life is really good. But you may have to get out of the place where you're living. So, so that's the hope. And, and the alternative medicines, you know, I, I think over the next four or five years, um, uh, we will find a cure. I, I, I honestly, absolutely believe that, that that there is going to be a cure for G, GBMs uh, because is, of this is, interest. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I think that's fabulous. I mean, I think that's very, very helpful. I, I, I think there's going to be a cure. Uh, the, yeah. What we're seeing on the horizon, uh, there's a gentleman in California, and I hate to say it this way, but he's but he's not a doctor. He's a financial analyst. And his, his father uh, developed and died from uh, a GBM. And he was, he was so taken by this disease that he's now formed a nonprofit corporation. And he, he's, doing, he's taking all the monies from his financial um, uh, investment firm that he created and putting them into a primary research uh, for, for, the, for the cure of, of GBM. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, on that note, we're going to have to close, but fabulous. Great. Tell people again how they can find you. Sure. Take a look at the website. There's some clips there from the movie. There's a way of keeping informed as to what's going on. It's www.these3wordsfilm.com. Thanks so much, Paul, for being on the program. Right. Thank we'll you, Patricia. Soon. A lot of fun. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 
All right, folks, uh, we're going to be coming back right after the break with the second half, Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, and we'll have our second guest. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back. 